Welcome to Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, the Yuggera and Wurundjeri people of Brisbane and Melbourne respectively, where Nikki and I both work and live. Are you feeling overworked and underpaid? In today's show, we talk about why paying yourself first isn't the end game. We also discuss all things profit and wealth creation and the one belief that's holding you back from building wealth. More importantly, we also explore how to shift that belief and also what are some practical strategies that you can implement straight away to break this cycle. Let's get straight into it. One of the things that we see with some of the people that we've worked with and the women in business that we talk to is this idea around getting to the point where business feels hard and it's exhausting and that that whole point in time where they're even questioning whether to go on or not. I really think that how much we pay ourselves as business owners has a big connection to how we feel about our business. So if we are undervaluing our skill set, our time, our energy, our effort, and either underpaying ourselves or not paying ourselves at all, which scaringly happens out there, and that just builds resentment, right? And when we build resentment towards the business, it just makes it so hard to see it through a different light if we're exhausted. Then we're ready to throw in the towel. We want to sell the business or we want to just get out. We just, like We've spoken to clients that have even just considered shutting it down because they're barely paying their mortgage. And whilst they're supporting a team of 15, the responsibility weighs really, really heavily on their shoulders. So I really want to tackle this thinking that comes from being feeling overworked and underpaid and you know if this happened out there in the real world (laughs) and I say that tongue-in-cheek but a lot of people think that having a job and working in a business for somebody else is a secure that's certainly what I was growing up believing work for the government it's secure wage and you get paid x amount you know how much is coming in But people start businesses, I think, because they have a passion for what they do. They want to make a difference in the world. And those that want to know going into business, they're monetizing it and it's to be profitable, may have a different experience to those that experience a journey along the way where they can decide the purpose matters more than what they do. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Nick? Mm. So much, so much. (laughs) Where do we even start? It is such an important topic to bring to the forefront. It is quite shocking the amount of business owners that either aren't paying themselves anything or, you know, quite a small amount. And I think, you know, especially for you and Ines coming into business together and working in this space, certainly for us, we haven't experienced that because it was always a priority to pay ourselves first. So even, you know, to your point around this overworked and underpaid, not the opposite. (laughs) Right way. (laughs) I think about my experiences of when I have been overworked and definitely, you know, yeah, working really damn hard in the business and but I was making good money. So even in those times, yes, it was about client impact. Of course, that's always the ideal outcome, but you need to be rewarded as well. And I think what comes to my mind when you talk about the reasons that we come into business, we know that, and the statistics show, the research show, ABS did some research, the reasons why people go into business. It's because we're passionate about something, 
we're damn good at something and we can do it better than what's out there already. Or we don't want a boss anymore. You know, we want to be the boss. We want that freedom. We want that lifestyle. But yet when we actually then, or so many businesses actually embark on that business, they don't have those things because they become tethered to their business and they're not getting paid even as well as they would if they had a job. And we did not go into business to have a day job. And we certainly didn't go into business to have a day job that we don't get paid for (laughs) or get paid worse than our employees. I mean, you know, so yeah, I think we've got to put this to the forefront. And if we overlay the aspect of women, you know, that's the reality as well. Women and money, the mindset, the beliefs, all of that can be holding us back. I'm interested, what do you think are the the reasons? What holds us back from actually paying ourselves well? That is such a great question. And I think one of the causes of that is that it does come back to what you said, the belief system, right? But it's probably bigger than that. So many particular, we speak about women because we work with women, but this also can be appropriate for men as well out there. And there is Hey, and not binary, binary. of course, absolutely. (laughs) And the key point here is some people have a belief that they're not good with money. And so the amount of people that bury their head in the sand when it comes to paying bills or getting on top of their finances, I think the problem's bigger than just owning a business and running a business. Because I can remember conversations with my accountant around, you know, tradies who haven't done any kind of, they go out of business because they haven't invoiced people and they haven't, you know, worked stuff out. So I do think that there is an issue broadly around how people interact with money and the way that they view it. So when, you know, anecdotally, probably at the beginning of businesses, we hear stories about how women undervalue themselves and give things away for free and, you know, don't feel like they can ask money in return. And I think the journey that people go on is once you get past that, if you even have that, it then becomes, well, you know, I'm happy to get paid for it, but are you then managing your money well within the business? So the priority around what purpose does all my money have is a bigger question than, and probably what feeds into not paying ourselves because, I don't know about you, but when I started my part-time work at, you know, 14 years and nine months old at Woolies, I spent everything that I earned. That first year was just like, well, money's in the bank, let's spend it. And so therefore expenses equals income. And the more, even over the years, as my pay went up and my salary increased, the expenses went up and the salary increased. So it's the thinking around, and we talk about this a lot with our clients, it's not you know, profit equals income minus expenses. It's what your what are your expenses? What profit do you want to make, including your wage, equals your income? And I just think people don't think about money in relation to that in widely in life, but also when it comes to business, because that's where it matters even more. So often we'll pay other people first. We'll get a team on to support ourselves and we'll have this sense of obligation because they're paying their mortgages and, you know, they're putting their kids through school and I have to go out and, you know, bring the sales in in order for them to get paid. And whether it's something that we do as women to put others first, there's a bit of a pattern in life, let's say that, generically speaking, I think that feeds into it as well. But really the women that I've spoken to who pay themselves well and have done from the get-go and who experience growth and wealth 
and personal wealth are the ones that see the priority and importance of them getting paid first. It's that whole oxygen mask thing that you get on a plane with, right? You've got to look after you because if you're not paying yourself, then how can you continue down that path in order to have that responsibility to pay everybody else? It's a really, really big responsibility to have. So pay us first is just got to be the motto. And to do that, we have to know our figures. We have to be able to open up and see what's going on in the business and actually, you know, face the challenges because, you know, I'm I'm curious to know your story, but there are times in startup of a business where even though that's my philosophy, the money's not there to do it, right? But it's not letting go of knowing that that's the priority once the money comes in. Yeah. So I really think, sorry, I'm just banged. I'm so excited. I just yeah, yeah, banged no, my microphone with my <laughs> expressiveness. But it is really about, it can't be just I don't make enough and therefore I don't do it. It has to be, if you're going through cash flow challenges in a business, it still has to be the first thing that you get, that you pay. Yeah, because I wonder as well in that when we think about that, if there are salaries that need to be paid, if there's people, vendors and suppliers that have given us services and we need to pay them, somehow we manage to find the money for that. Somehow we manage to find the money for that. And this isn't saying don't do that. This is saying include you in the mix, put you at the top of the list and then everybody. Because if you can manage to find the money for everybody else, if you include yourself just as important, you will find the money. Like I think about what you were talked about around the the sequence of looking at your expenses plus income plus. So if we look at this and you also talked about, you know, I'm the business owner. You, If you're the business owner and you're listening, you might be responsible for the sales and the conversations unless you have a team. So what target are you chasing? Does your target, does your revenue target incorporate your income just as much as paying everybody else and all your bills and the rent does it include that? And if the answer is no, well, that needs to change immediately. Because when you're focusing on a number that does include that, how much more likely are you to actually achieve it? Versus if you don't, have you even thought about it? We've run workshops for women in business around this. And the feedback from some women is, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think to put that in there. And it's so important. So And I do agree that generationally ancestors, if we go back eons, ancestors, we have been taught, and this is particularly as women, we have been taught to put everybody else first. That has been our role in society. We come last. Everyone else is fed first, is, you know, given first and we come last. So, of course, this is going to play out in business and this is going to play out in air, multiple areas of business. And this particular conversation around money, it's kind of a no-brainer that that would be the case. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think that that's the thing. It's breaking the cycle, isn't it? It's breaking the cycle that the generations of women before us have gone through. And yeah, there have been some women that have broken down cycles and broken barriers for us to be able to be out there earning an income, to run our own businesses. You know, there's a societal changes. But also I think when I come back to what's the difference, what's the difference between someone and some of our clients and the people that we network with have had that, I've always paid myself first. It's like a no brainer. I've never thought about it any other way. So when it comes to that, how do they sustain this feeling of making sure that they're getting paid enough? And this is where I think 
you know, there's that baseline that that the amount that you want to pay yourself, call it, you know, if you set it up and pay yourself a wage or you pay it through just putting money into your account. But then there's also the profit margin within the business. So there just again, it's not about just matching your income and expenses. It's saying, what do I want to reinvesting into the future? And my big thing is about creating wealth for yourself. So it may not just be how much money am I going to take home every fortnight to live off. It starts to then become the question of how am I going to create wealth into the future for myself and my family? whether you're partnered or single or whatever your circumstances are, by looking at different ways, you know, to be able to invest. So do you have a property investment? Do you have shares? Do you have multiple ways of making an income? That's the exciting thing we get to do when we run a business that pays ourselves well, but then is also focused on profit. And for some people, they definitely get motivated by what that can do for them and their family. And there are some people that get motivated by what they can give back. And we've talked about, you know, when we do our big picture, you know, exciting future, imagine if we were turning over X amount of money, what would we put that towards? And we talk about the charities that we support and love and, you know, what could we do? Because when we make money, we make that money go round. And if we are looked after and we are making sure that we're part of the mix really importantly first, we have that luxury to be able to then say, well, where else do we want our money to grow? If we can look after our loved ones, if we can actually give to great causes, if we can create charities or do whatever it is, like give back, that actually is so important that we understand money within our business and become profitable in our business. So that piece around contribution and growth that we can experience as business owners also extends beyond the business. And it's about, you know, what legacy do I want to leave in the world and challenging ourselves to go, could I do that now? Do I have to wait till I finish working Mm. or till I drop dead? Or do I get a legacy that I can leave right now because I'm focused on being profitable, earning a great wage and giving back or whatever it is for you? And that will be different for every person. Mm. So what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Yeah, well, that actually brings to mind for me, you know, what we do for our own businesses and with our clients is to make sure that we focus on a vision that is for the business, no brainer, but also what's our personal vision. And that's what comes up for me there, Ness, because The personal vision is often, well, it is the thing that makes the profit goal, the revenue target actually meaningful. Some people are really driven by numbers and that's enough for them to go out and do what they need to do. But most of the time there needs to be something. And even if it's, you know, the number that you're after, the money, it's not the money, it's what that can do for you. So, you know, Ness talking about this, are you focusing on a profit target as well as a revenue target, essentially, makes sure that business is taken care of. And what I mean by that is you're taken care of your family. If you don't know what your personal vision is and how that links to your business vision, that's a really practical step that you can take from here. Because again, that creates meaning. That's what then can drive you. And if you are naturally that person that feels a bit uncomfortable putting yourself first, and maybe this conversation has made you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And if that's the case, you are very welcome because this is exactly the conversation you need to have. We need to be having this conversation right now. Then sometimes, again, that vision of personal and feeding into the business can be really helpful. If you need an assistance with this, check out our website, businesstogether.com.au forward slash resources. So you can always go there. 
We've got a whole bunch of free resources about about most of the things that we talk about. And if you can't find it, just email us. <laughs> but this is it. It's got a link to something meaningful. Find what works for you. Whatever you do, don't let this just be a kind of cool podcast episode that you listen to and then nothing changes. You either have these things in place and you are paying yourself. What I love about what you said, Ness, is that or what I take away from that is that actually paying ourselves in business, that's not the end game. That's the beginning. That's the starting of the game. When we pay ourselves in business well, then we can start to create wealth and then the ripple effect happens. We know that if we make more money, we can have a bigger effect on the world around us. And so really look at this as the starting point. So you're either at ground zero or you're not even there yet. You're not even at the starting line yeah. if you're not paying yourself yet. Absolutely. And I think if I was to think about, you know, what's the one action that you could take in order to start breaking this cycle of paying yourself, particularly if you're experiencing the pressures that we talked about earlier in relation to being responsible and having staff and, you know, the cash flow isn't great at the moment. So my one thing would be looking at your cash flow over the next coming months. Well, when you tackle it head on, (laughs) when you actually have a look at the reality of where your financial situation is at, only good things can come from that. It can feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. It can feel hard. It can feel challenging. But being able to project into the future with a good cash flow system, which you can either get through your online cloud-based system or we have one. There's something that I've created on that resources page that Nikki referred to before, Cashflow Planner. It really allows you to look at it from the position of, okay, what would it look like if I put my wage line in? How much extra income do we need to start looking for? Or what are the big expenses that are coming up that I haven't thought about? Because we've got to think about you know, as the owner of the business, we have to have a solvent business where we can pay all of our expenses. And if there's any challenges coming up in relation to that, doing something about it today is always going to be a better option for you than waiting until, you know, the fan gets hit. Mm. So that's my one actionable one. Look at your financial situation, do a cash flow plan of some description, face the reality. And if you need help, seek help. No more burying your head in the sand, people. That's it. That's it. Face it. It's always better. (laughs) And I think that's it in a good way to wrap up our podcast today. Thank you for listening. If you love this or if you think of one person who could benefit from hearing this message today, please share. And we would always love you to rate and review if you're enjoying it and you're getting some value out of it. Thanks so much. See you next time. 